If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. I'm here with one of my favorite local business owners. I love Subway. I've always loved Subway. And so I'm here with Jennifer and Jordan Olson. Will you guys just kind of introduce yourselves a little bit? Tell us about Subway in Kaysville. And then we'd like to really dig deep into your your experience as business owners and maybe hope to inspire somebody out there who wants to start a business. Very cool. All right. Yeah, so I'm Jordan. I'm Jennifer. And uh, yeah, we did. We met when we were working as teenagers at Kaysville subway and uh that was back in 1997 and uh, it was my first job when i was 15 years old really? I, I got my first job in at, high school in high school right and uh, a couple years later uh, i remember exactly where i was when i met jen really? I, my my brother got on a mission and we had left for like two weeks to go pick him up and drive home from tennessee and i remember walking in the back door at kazel subway and one of the women that worked there at the time she's like there's a new girl here and you're gonna like her <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> and i remember coming around what the corner and seeing her yep and there she was and she was beautiful and i fell in love were you living in yeah, I guess you were living so, uh, nearby. Yeah, I came to go to Weber State. And okay. So I was living with so my in college. aunt here in Kaysville. Yeah, All I was right, dating yeah. a college girl. So pretty you, sweet. You were just, so you were in high school still. <laughs> I was a senior. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's great. That's a great story. How long did you work together? A couple years. A couple years, yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah two years. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, we. after that, we got married about six years after we met or so. That's uh, 2002. 2002. 2002, whenever that was. So, and <laughs> so then your story started at Subway. Started in at Subway. Kaysville. But yeah, I was, I was in the military and um, we did a little moving around, traveling for that. And, and we had our kids and, and worked in the corporate world and stuff for a lot of years. And then in nine, 19, 20, 2019, um, Jen was thinking about changing job she'd you'd been doing uh, medical transcription. transcription just staying home taking care of kids okay so. how many kids do you have three girls three girls yes fantastic but then uh yeah she was looking to do a little something different our kids were getting a little older and the original owners said the store was for sale and i remember i was kind of surprised jen was like yeah let's do this and, <laughs> really and was this your first business no yeah. this okay. was this was our second this was our second legit business. So okay. we, we've owned a music school in Layton called Encore Academy since 2013. So at that time, about seven years. And, um, but yeah. And, and so. So you just decided to dig in, but your first experience owning a restaurant? Yes. First experience owning a restaurant. <laughs> although, you know, we worked there for, I worked there for five years, you know, a long time So earlier. you kind of knew how things were run. Yeah. yeah. Kind, kind of. of. Kind of yeah. You get in there my first week, I'm like, what did I just get myself into? What was I into? thinking? But, and previous owners like, you'll figure it out. And oh, I'm really? like, okay. <laughs> did you have very much training? I guess it's a franchise. You, yeah, right? a, so little you bit. a little bit. We went out to Connecticut yeah. for like two weeks training. And we worked with the previous owners for, you know, a week or couple two. months. No, it was a couple um, months before. What was it? So they transitioned. Sort yeah. Of, yeah, yeah but you just, the, ropes. the thing is you just don't know what you don't know. And mm -hmm. there's a lot that you don't know. And there's just little things. But the, 
I think what we've learned going through it is you just, as long as you're just kind of tenacious and just have like a no quit kind of attitude, right. you figure it Failure's out. Failure's not an option. And you end up, you end up working until three in the morning sometimes, you know, <laughs> right, fixing you this and doing that. And the cops knock on the window saying, hey, are you supposed to be in here at this hour? <laughs> Which, shout out to Kazel PD. Really good for them. So <laughs> no, they, they did stop by in. They've done it a couple times, yeah, but I'm they... always just like, hey, if you ever see the lights on and someone walking around at three in the morning, please knock on the door. Good, <laughs> That's good. good. Yeah. So, no, you just, you just kind of figure it out. And we have, and, and um, Kaysville Subway was a good launching point, and then we bought one up in Ogden, and that was totally different than here in Kaysville. Really? And it's, it's interesting. Different how? Um, Everything. Everything, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like uh, like this one is here in Kaysville on Main Street, a standalone building with the drive-through, very community-based. Our second one was is at the Ogden Walmart, which is oh, okay. a different dynamic. So inside the Walmart? Inside mm-hmm. the Walmart, no drive-through, people, you know, the right. dis- the, the walk-in. Dis- yeah, why they're buying sandwiches are a totally different situation and and that sort of thing and, and just, you know, just a different clientele all the way around. And then we recently bought one up in Morgan. It's a little closer to Subway, but it's kind of, it's got its own differences too. So in Morgan, so it's over the trappers? No, that's uh, that's oh, Mount before. Green. Just okay. through Weber Canyon. If you're heading oh, okay. up, yeah, Weber Canyon, like you're heading up to Evanston, then you just get off on that main morning. Oh, okay. So on your way to Canyon. Yeah. All right. Is it hard to manage the locations where you're not right next to them? or? It, no, it's only a quick 30-minute drive. Is it? So it's, Morgan, so it's, and it's pretty close. Not that bad. And okay. it's a beautiful drive. Beautiful but, drive. But it is. It's it's something that you have to plan for. It's like, all right, where where am I this morning? Where are you this morning? Who do we need to work with? Okay, I got to be in Morgan at this time. I got to mm-hmm. add thirty yeah. minutes to that, and yeah, and throw kids and throw kids into right, it. exactly. <laughs> right. And yeah, but you must have good manage managers in place. Uh, yeah, we have great. So. We, we, good, yeah, good, we have good employees for the most part. We have yeah, we have we're really blessed with yeah. uh, some great employees across the board. So sounds like Subway's a pretty good company. Then I guess Subway's, since you have three of them now, you must like some things about Subway. Yeah, I. I've always liked Subway. I, I think it's really important to go into business doing something that you actually enjoy and, and know and like and you like the product. I remember I learned that <clears throat> when I was actually in high school. I remember I actually did quit Subway for like three weeks when I was in high school to go sell air air filters, which just okay. happened to turn out to be these vacuums. Okay. And so I basically, I, I kind of got conned a little bit into becoming a vacuum salesman for like three weeks. And I remember like thinking, this is ridiculous. I don't even like this product. I don't believe in it. And I'm making this hard sell mm-hmm. on homeowners and stuff. And I remember that was like an, kind of an eye-opening thing going, if I'm going to be in business, I have to sell something that, that I actually believe in. believe in and that I like and that I want to use myself. So we've always eaten at Subway. We think it's got a great menu and um, fresh ingredients. And, uh, you know, for the it's about one of the better priced items out there when you're eating fast food. Oh, absolutely. You feel healthy. Yeah. You feel clean. And it just, it feels like a good idea. It feels like a good choice. Exactly. So, so for us, yeah, like number one, we've got to believe in the product. And so from that standpoint, Subway was an easy, was an easy buy-in for us. And then we think the company's great. Uh, They've had um, a new CEO that came in right before the pandemic and brought in a whole new team and just have made big changes. And it's been big growth for Subway over the past few years through the pandemic and even still. So yeah, we like, we like it a lot and we've enjoyed it. How has it been working together? And the reason I'm asking this question (laughs) is because my husband and I started a business together Mm -hmm. and he would come home and fire me 
Oh. And, you know, like, I, I'd forget to do something. I don't know, send an invoice or, or just, sure. you know, so he'd say, oh, my gosh, I can't work with you. You're fired. And I'm like, I quit. You can't fire me. Plus, I own the company. You know, I'm, I'm like the majority owner. You can't fire me. And so we'd have these little <laughs> kind of joking arguments back and forth between us. And and it was it was kind of hard. Mm. I mean, it was hard. We'd gone from having independent careers to coming together. And it was awesome to be able to work together, but it was also really hard. Mm-hmm. But it really taught us about each other. And so now as we're older, it's been almost 20 years, Mm -hmm. I look at my friends, how they're transitioning to spending more time together because their kids are older and they moved out. And it's a great thing because we've already gone through that. Mm -hmm. And so I see all of the benefits and the blessings that come from working together, but it's also sometimes difficult. So have there been challenges for you guys or were you just made to be (laughs) business partners? I'll let Jen answer first. (laughs) I I mean, of course, you're going to have problems here and there, but... Not very many, really. It's really like trying to split up things. Like if he's overloaded, what can I do to help? Good. So like I've taken some things over and then sometimes I screwed up. He's like, no. And I'm like, sorry. Well, yeah, right, right. I think for us, I think the big perspective for us is I was a music, I was a touring musician for a long time. Like when we were, when we were raising our kids as young kids, um, I was working in the corporate world, but I was still, I was a performing musician. So I'd go out on tour on the weekends or, or sometimes for a few weeks at a time and then come home and work. And so we had that perspective where we were separate. A lot of the times I'd either be at work during the day, the majority of the day, or I'd be out on the road performing. And so coming and working together is like the best. And we, and we realized that when we opened our music school, I remember I, I say we have another business partner named John, and I've said to John numerous times, like the best decision I ever made was having Jen involved in, in the business and being not, you know, being a, an equal partner and, and that sort of thing, because now the decisions that we're making are they're together as a family. So it's worked out really well for us. And definitely like Jen's awesome. Like there she's. I can't imagine doing any of this without her from a from a family standpoint, but definitely from a business standpoint. That's great. And um, but I just think I think for us in our dynamic, it's brought us together. We still we and we've done a good job somehow, like <laughs> separating, like when we're in work mode. Really? Okay, and when that's we're in We husband. try. The kids are always constantly stop talking about work. Right. Our kids there's do always too. like say that. at the forefront of our minds. Right what needs done or what can we do better? And the kids are like, can we stop talking about work? Yeah. And we get aggravated with each other about work things, but then somehow like, I've just noticed somehow we'll just flip a switch and now it's like, all right, now let's talk about this is your the time. kid's schedule and doing yeah. dishes and all that kind of <laughs> normal stuff at home. So That's yeah, good. we we somehow, well, let's hope we keep it that way. <laughs> well, and, and I've seen us grow, grow to that place too because you know, it, it's all consuming. Mm-hmm. People think, oh, I want to have my own business because then I can just do whatever I want. Well, kind of not true. Mm-hmm. You have flexibility in your yeah. schedule, but you're not just doing whatever you want. You're working so often, especially with restaurants, I would mm-hmm. think. Yep. You're you're working and your restaurants are open when people are out playing mm-hmm. and they're celebrating and they're doing fun things and you've got to make sure that people are open. You, you've got people there working for you. Has it been difficult to hire people mm. as you've gone through the pandemic and Ugh, the pandemic kind yeah. of post post pandemic? Yeah, we we bought our <laughs> restaurant six months before you, your before, first one. Uh, yeah, I mean, we bought Hazel Subway six months before oh, the pandemic did. hit. Yeah, it was it was August of 2019, and it was March of 2020. Oh my gosh. That, that that everything started getting shut down, and so we haven't really experienced much of this business outside of the pandemic. You okay, know, so this is a normal this is normal yeah. for emergency. 
efficiency and and like and then you know after after the labor issue and then after the supply issue now it's now it's massive inflation and costs are going up and trying to you know keep our customer counts high but not you know but also being able to cover the costs of our food yeah, and everything so it's, it's it just feels like we're constantly always in a bit of an emergency hiring was really really tough especially like in 2021 mm -hmm. it was really tough and then um and it still is at times yeah. it still is difficult but it's getting less difficult on that standpoint that's good so but inflation is is the new it's it just is, out of control and i feel is, bad you know like i i have i've had customers you know make comments and I've seen other subways where they'll receive letters from our customers where it's like, you know, you guys are gouging us and really? and it's really greedy. Oh, and and I and it's and fair. you just if they only understood, if they could look at a profit and loss statement for a bit for a subway or most restaurants, small it's business, like yeah. for most small businesses, it's mm -hmm. like we're we're hoping to at, right now I know a we're lot of subways are even. two to five percent at most mm -hmm. is what they're hoping to pull out and so it's like we're not gouging it's just the cost of turkey is way more expensive than it was the cost of green labor. peppers and the cost of labor is nearly double well than... and the cost of labor is what's really hard mm -hmm. you know you see these signs outside 16 17 bucks an hour and it's yeah. incredible it's incredible that they're making and it's great that people are making more money i appreciate yeah. that and, and i'm grateful for that but it, it costs everybody it yeah. does and eventually What's going to happen, I assume, is that inflation will catch up. Like the labor, the, the cost of labor skyrocketed overnight mm -hmm. um, be, because the pan, because everything artificially kind of just got shut down in the country. And so it raised so fast and inflated so fast. And for, uh, and for us, the cost of food has not inflated as fast as labor did. But I mean, there will be a point at which food costs will inflate enough where we can comfortably you know manage some of these higher right. wages at the moment it is difficult and at the moment we're just and that's one of the reasons you know we've opened as many restaurants as we have because we we kind of opened everything post pandemic because it's just like all right we've got to we've got to spread out right. the risk right. and 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 i remember where we were it was in march we're at subway the governor keeps coming out saying, okay, we got to shut your ass, restaurants no down. Lobby. People can't come in. People have to distance. <laughs> and every time he said something, it was like, oh my gosh, we just lost 25% of sales. Oh, 25%. And, but we looked across the street where they're in Kaysville, at Kaysville subway. And we look across the street and there's fizz drinks. Mm -hmm. And fizz has <laughs> 18 down the cars road, right? around the building, <laughs> yes, five cars in the median. And so it was at that point I looked at Jen and I just said, all right, we're opening a fizz. So you guys did. We did. So so that we started right <laughs> then and bought some land out in Clinton and started the process. It took about two years to we built from the did, ground did up. Did it take that long, really? Just because of construction. Oh, okay. And pandemic construction. And okay. the SBA. SBA. It was it was yeah. long it was a long process. But it was really educational, really fun. And we opened up Fizz in July. But it was that whole reason I, I just remember looking at Jen going, okay. Because it was so new to me, like this idea of actually shutting down the economy. And I'm like, we have to diversify. Right. Not every business can survive a, a pandemic or an emergency in the same way. And our music school was struggling too. Right. In person. Yeah. Right? We're teaching lessons in person there. So, you know, we had to shift and go. So I just realized at that point, if we put all your eggs in one basket, it can all be taken away. And that was kind of what we, we live, worked in the corporate world. And I worked at a company that was laid everybody off then hired a few of us back and then laid everybody off again. This was pre pandemic. And then I worked at another company for a CEO that just made some decisions that ended up, you know, kind of the company kind of dissolved. And then Jen, Jen had, Jen worked for a guy that, 
that just like up and took the payroll for the whole company and just walked away and just disappeared. You're kidding. And yeah. and like eighty the eighty women that were doing that medical transcription, no one got paid. Are you like, serious? For, That's it was horrible. like a five, six week period that you're kidding. We just lost just money. disappeared. We worked for free. And so oh, Jen and I just kept saying, if we keep working for other people, you know, the poor decisions right. that they make, we, we suffer from it. And so we're right. just like, we got to be in business for ourselves. So, Well, it's a great, you have a great story and a Thanks. great message. And the message is, number one, most importantly, I think, is that entrepreneurs will survive. Yeah. And, and that's what's great. Like you said, you have to diversify. You just have to change. And you have to be in front of that change and mm-hmm. make decisions quickly enough and be agile enough to to make a decision, which is so hard for so many people. Mm-hmm. I think they're just stuck in that crippling mode of indecision. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to do it so that you can survive and that you will. And like you said, you go into it and you say, it's not if we make it, it's we will make it. Yeah. There's failure is not an option right. to most entrepreneurs. And so that's a great story. And the message too, that you can you can do more things. You can diversify and you mm-hmm. can you can take risks because obviously yeah. you're risk takers, which is great. <laughs> no, you know, actually. <laughs> really? The first time he came to me, he says, hey, I want to do this music school because he's loved music for his whole life. So his parents were musicians anyway. And I thought, I'm not a risk taker. I'm not going to take money out of my home and hope it works. And I just said, you know what, let's do it, which is totally not me. And it, Good for you. It's been great. It, it Ten felt, years later, it's, it's going. It yeah. felt right. Yeah. You know, it's, I, truth be told, I don't love risk. I love mitigated risk. I, I, love, do, I do too. I love taking. I, I love Calculated taking. Risks. Yeah, exactly. I love like a risk that I can, that I have a reasonable expectation right. that it can be done. And so, like, I mean, we've passed on numerous other businesses. We've been offered, you know, a lot of other subways have wanted us to buy their locations and stuff like that, and and other restaurants. And I look at the P and Ls, and I look at the tax returns, and I'm like, I, mm. I I can't I can't reasonably do this. So I think we've passed on maybe. 15 or 16 other opportunities Have you? and I've wanted to, I've wanted to expand and keep growing, but, um, I don't, I really don't like risk. I mean, cause if it doesn't work, it's my kids who oh, right. suffer. Right. And so that's always my big fear is like everything I'm doing it, my kids ultimately suffer if we fail. And so, you know, so failure's not an option. No, it's not no. an option. And, and you realize there's, there's a solid eight hours of the day that most people don't use for. And so you can, as long as you give up your sleep, you can figure out, you can, <laughs> you can, you can solve most things. I am proof you can live on four hours of sleep every day. <laughs> really? Is that, is that about what a you're doing? Times, That's incredible. Yes. <laughs> it's incredible. It's not, but I should say it's not like that all the time. Obviously yeah, we're, absolutely. we're both in the booth right now right. at 1030 on a, on a Tuesday. So Right. You you definitely have some flexibility. You got to, and you got to plan and you got to, and you got to be able to look at like, okay, you know, do we need to, do we need to actually do some hiring right now? Where do we want to be? And, you know, and and when you hire a big staff, you take home, you know, less profit and stuff like that. But then you have to weigh that out about against, you know, against your time and peace of mind and, or, or expanding into Mm -hmm. other ventures. So it, it, I mean, for anyone that's interested in going into business, there is definitely risk to be taken. And there is definitely like, it's not a nine to five. You don't shut your brain off when you come home, mm-hmm. but it can, it's really fun too. Like right. that's the it thing is. that I find so fun about it. Like is it's really a creative endeavor. You can be creative. Even when you're running a subway, True. you can be creative um, and and come up with different promotions and different ways to interact with the community and, and that sort of thing. So I I think it's a blast. I it's it's stressful, but it's it's a blast. It, it is fun, isn't it? It's fun to challenge yourselves. It's fun to grow together as a couple. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, our kids do sometimes say, oh, why, why are you always talking about work? But it's because we love it. Mm-hmm. So it's not only that it's stressful at times, but mm-hmm. it's something that we love. We're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And it's creative, like you said. And mm-hmm. we think, you know what? We're providing jobs for families. Right. And we're, we, we are personally invested because these families are depending on us and mm-hmm. the decisions that we make. And so, so it's fun to be able to know that you're, you're creating that for something mm-hmm. and for someone. And you're also contributing to the system and... You know, yeah. you're just doing good things in the community. I, I love Subway. And so we wanted to kind of tell your story, or I wanted to, to learn more about it because I think it's it's unique. Mm-hmm. You met there. You grew up basically working there. Mm-hmm. And now you have three Subway restaurants, and now you own a Fizz, and you're doing some other things. You've got your music school. Mm-hmm. It's just really neat to talk to people who are doing really exciting things, you know, and, and willing to just inspire other people because there are so many that just, they want to do something. Right. They just don't know where to start. So what what would your advice be? Man, um so I'll say I'll I'll say it like this. The first business I, I started, I was like sixteen years old and it was in Kaysville and it was it was throwing concerts for other bands. And so I just kind of put a, together a business model where I would I knew a lot of other musicians and that sort of thing. I knew what they needed and I put it together and I don't think we made hardly any money, you know, I was, but you know, if we made a hundred bucks, sweet, that was awesome. It was a big deal, right? And so that was kind of like my first, you know, you got to step into it and you have to kind of like, you have to see beyond the horizon about how you can put a model together and and make it work. And the next thing we did, I think it was Melting Music. Oh yeah. So we had a music magazine (laughs) that that I, (laughs) that I I ran with uh, my best friend, uh, Jimmy, and uh, we ran that for 14 14 issues. It was really, really cool. Think of like um, like the City Weekly. Okay. And, and we distributed across the Wasatch Front, and that was really fun. But we got into it, and we realized, I don't think we're going to be able to make this work. And so we, we sold out of that. And then um, and then I worked in the corporate world, and I, I learned a lot. And then by the time we're ready to, to do our own thing, it was just kind of you've got to take from your failures and you can't let your failures just straight up define you. You have to, and, and, it, and hopefully your failures, you took a, a, a risk that you could absorb if it didn't work out. Um, and that's kind of what we did like with the magazine and with, with the pr- promotion company and stuff like that. And so by the time we were ready to get into business, it's something a little more structured. You know, we had some of those failures under our, under our belts. And I, I would much rather fail with small things and, and, and then the big things. Right. That's true. Um, but even when we got, even when we opened Encore Academy, that's our music school in Layton, even when we opened it, I remember I was really nervous. We we went into it with almost no debt, but I mean, our first month, I think we ended the month with seven students. Really, but mm-hmm. and I and I and we were charging such a small amount at the time. At the, most of it was going to our teachers, and I think we had sixty bucks in the bank account. But you know, we had an eleven hundred dollar lease payment. Oh, okay. so it was like okay. So then we were having right to writing our own checks. You know, <laughs> like, well, this is. <laughs> and so we did that for we. It took two years before we, not before we got out of debt, but before we stopped Earned having profit. it. Before we, to supplement it. before we had to stop cutting checks okay. into it. And then the next year though, like we got out of debt and then, and then the year after that it was profitable. That's so it's great. like, it's like, I don't know, it takes time. You have to be patient. You have to, don't take too big of a risk, you know, right. try, but don't be, don't be reckless, don't be reckless, but don't be paralyzed by, by some of that risk too. So it's like, you know, if you've, if you've got some money, you, you know, equity in your home that you're able to pull out and, and you, and you, I always just go, all right, I'm going to pull out, I don't know, maybe 
$10,000 to start a business. If I lost it, could I survive it? Is it mm -hmm. a survivable event? It'd be painful. I don't want to lose 10,000 bucks. Don't sure. get me wrong. But if I did, is it the end of the world? No. Is it worth the risk? Yes. Let's do it. That makes sense. So, I mean, just take a risk that you could, if, if, if it fails, is it survivable? You know, don't do something where you're going to lose the house right, exactly. on your first, on your first time out. On your first time out. And have you been both in agreement in, in terms of if he feel, if Jordan feels really good about it, you feel pretty good about it? Usually. Usually. We're that's usually good. on the same page. That, that's good. There's been, you know, but I, I think Jen has given me, me some leniency on a, on, a, on a few things. And even still, like, um, you know, some of the decisions we made and some of the businesses, they don't, oh, it does, it still doesn't work out the way that we thought it was right, on paper. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And I feel bad. I do sometimes. I'm like, I know I said it was going to be like this, but it's not. And now we're having to do a bunch of work and... But that's part know. of the process, isn't it? And then, I mean, and then you just got to hope, well, hopefully in five years, it does right. what we thought it was going to do in year one. And right. You just kind of expand that. But, I know this. We looked at sales tax from a city perspective or during the pandemic and in even just post. We were really surprised that people were supporting, supporting local businesses. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, hopefully Subway saw that as well. I mean, it wasn't as bad in Kaysville specifically mm -hmm. as it was in other places. Mm -hmm. And um, now with the recession and, mm. well, I know they're not officially calling it a recession, right. <laughs> but the recession that we're experiencing and the inflation, mm -hmm. I think that we're seeing more of a sort of an impact post-COVID that we saw really during COVID as a yeah. city in terms of sales tax. Yeah, I can, I, that'd be really interesting to see those yeah, numbers. kind but of where things are playing out. I will say, though, I will say, uh, we, just had, we just had what we call senior day. At, at Subway, and that's a day where we have we promote for the, to the local co uh, community all the profits that come in on that day go to our graduating seniors. I saw that. Yeah, that's really neat. And so I will say though, uh, we had uh, our second, second busiest, busiest day. day. Really, it was just this last just Friday. The community supporting those kids. That is really neat. Yeah, okay. we made a few posts like on some of the Kaysville Facebook yeah. pages, and and some of the employees they shared it around and stuff, and it ended up being the second busiest day. So. Definitely, Glad like to hear that. the community is supporting. They uh, most people know, you know, locally owned and right. and that sort of thing. And um, and what people got to uh, what one thing I really want people to understand too about most of the businesses in the community, even though it has a big national brand on the side of the building, it is more than likely owned by someone in their neighborhood. It's true. And so you got to remember that. Like some people, I, I get. I don't know. They they have this. It's like, oh, well, they're a big corporation. They can handle it. It's like, no, 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 no. It's a small LLC mm -hmm. by someone that probably is out shoveling your neighbor's walks. Like True. it's the, the, that, that 7-Eleven or that Arby's. I'm just trying to think of some of the bigger names. I know a lot of these owners and they are family people that have kids that either live here in Davis County or they may live, you know, in Weber County and that sort of thing. So just remember that, you know, the super majority of businesses are all owned by people that you would that you might know and and so you know definitely get out and support the, the the small businesses and the smaller smaller brands and the startup brands and stuff like that but like in our situation you know we're we have a big giant brand on our building but it's made up of a husband and wife with three kids right that that, that, that know, love the community that and love the community yep yeah, and just want to be part of part of the the services that are offered. Right. I I think that's fantastic, and and I'm really glad that you're willing to share your story because people might might assume that I think in Kaysville we tend to support local 
because we are all local. Mm-hmm. And and I don't I haven't heard that national brands are excluded from that, but sometimes you'll see some chatter about it. And mm-hmm. and it is good to know that this is this is individually owned. Yeah. And it's great. And and, and most are. Most fra- most of these franchises are. So I definitely get out and, and support the startups. Like I mean, during the pandemic, like I was really nervous. I was really nervous. I remember I went on a kind of a tirade on my social <laughs> media. I was like, guys, you can't stop supporting these local businesses. Good for you. That's uh, great. Because you, there's going to be the other side of this pandemic. So, like, I was going, like, I own the subway on Main Street, but I was going to Tasty's down the road that Good. also sells sandwiches and saying, here's here's my experience with Tasty's since I was in high school. Come out and support these guys. Come out and, and go to these restaurants because... I, I just, I remember how scary that was, how scary that was for every business owner and every, you know, whether it was at a restaurant or a gas station or a dance studio or mm-hmm. wherever, everyone was so freaked out about what it was going to look like on the other side. And here we are on the other side and it's definitely not fixed and there's definitely a lot of work to do, but it's like, what do you want your community to look like? How do you, what services do you want? Um, do you want to continue, you know, and people got to understand by going out and, and shopping locally, you're putting money right back into your own community through tax revenue. And if you need streets fixed and all that kind of stuff, I mean, obviously you see that firsthand, you know, you got to get out and support that. And a lot of, and a lot of our revenue definitely does go to taxes, but it's nice to keep it local in the places where we live. Well, and I appreciate you mentioning that and, and hiring local talent. I mean, Mm -hmm. you guys were both kids living in the area Mm -hmm. and you worked at Subway Mm -hmm. and it's fantastic. It provides, you provide jobs for people. Right and sustainability for families. And so we appreciate you being here. I'm so glad you're here. And thanks for taking the time to talk to us. I want everybody to know all about Subway and your story. So thank you so much. Thank you. To all my podcast listeners, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Please leave comments and please leave suggestions for future guests. And most importantly, subscribe. Thank you.